Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about Lynx, the challenge of golf. Aaron, when was the last time you were challenged by golf? Well, it was just this week, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically enough. Pretty much, the, if you, I, I've never played, uh, uh, I haven't played golf, actual, factual, real life golf for many moons. Mm-hmm. I did go to the driving range a couple years ago where I was thoroughly humiliated. And my son, who was three at the time, drove the ball further than I did. <laughs> Horrible. So, yeah. As much as I like video golf, I'm not good at the real golf. Now, how, where do you stand on the putt-putt? I love the putt-putt. Mm-hmm. I'm, I am an ace at the putt-putt. Yeah. I'm pretty good at that. I do like a good game of mini golf. We may have to throw that down sometime. And the kid likes it, too, but he likes to cheat. But, uh, yeah. I, I like mini golf. But I mean, I want to be good at real golf. I, so, I buy clubs and everything. You know, if you ever want to go out and play, I'll go with you. I love I love going out to the links. Pricey I, though, isn't it? Isn't it pricey? Not if you go up to Meadow Meadow Run uh-huh. over there, old Deer Run. You know, it's twenty bucks. Really? Nine holes. How yeah. much beer do you usually drink in a given nine front nine? Here? We usually bring a case, and there's case. usually none left by the time we're done. So see, I, I play I play with Bob Carroll, the band director over at Poca High School. I, see. I would probably just put like a bottle of Jack Daniels in the bag, and every every birdie. You get two shots. Mm. Every par, one shot. Everything else, you have to. Uh, uh, I guess you you're going to be no stone shots. cold sober by the end I of would, the, that's, that's the thing. <laughs> by the end of the round. You know me oh so well, boat. <laughs> um, well, do you remember the very first golf game that you ever played? Golly, Ned, it was probably that Atari golf uh, game. Oh, that's that's not a great game. No, no. There was no golf on the Coco. You know, I'm sitting here trying to think. I don't recall any golf on there. There may have been a miniature golf uh, on there, but I don't remember one. I remember uh, uh, the games, that, the predominant games that I used to play a lot of that were golf were, were world-class leaderboard, zany golf. Although that game is irksome. I mean, it's got its good points, bad points. Um, the PC had like a, 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 a mini golf game that I liked too. You know, but I, I'd say world-class leaderboard is probably the one I played the most. You know, that was the first game that I played. World-class leaderboard. First game. Yeah, actually, was there a leaderboard before? There was. Okay, it was there probably the regular was. leaderboard. Um, this was on my my dad's eighty eighty eight PC. It's funny that the, the uh, original leaderboard is sort of the great granddaddy of, of the game it we're is. playing today. The same, the you same know, team. So the, the lineage continues, and they actually have kept going, which we'll get into that later on. Kind of interesting. What was that golf game for the Lynx that was so good? Ninja Golf? No, this was you review. It was some sort of a miniature golf game that you reviewed on ARG Presents. Oh my God, that was that game Brent picked. <laughs> that that was one of the worst games I've ever played, and just it completely broken. A broken game. I can't remember the name of it. A, it was Ace something, Ace Golf or something like that. But yeah, horrible. I don't recommend it. If you want to hear a good laugh, you can to go dig that episode of ARG up because it's. That was one of Brent's duds. Brent has a streak he'll go on occasionally. Where just, <laughs> he picks the lowest form of game, and that was one of them. 
Well, if you want your mind expanded rather than uh, tarnished by a bad game, you should check out everythingamiga.com because Dreamcatcher has been at it again. What's he been up to, Aaron? You know, we were just talking before we came on air that we could do a whole year's worth of shows just based on stuff that Dreamcatcher found that I've never heard of. His streak continues unabated as this week he picks a Nippon Safes Incorporated. And with the gimmick on this being, you actually get to, you can pick one of several characters. To did play. you ever watch Kids Incorporated? I did. Kids Incorporated. That's, that's that all show, I can that think of. That's a horrible show. I loved it. Of course, I, I was hated four, that show. so, you know. I hated it. I don't like kids singing. You know? It just puts you it off. It doesn't do it. You know, they had that kids rock. You ever <laughs> seen that stuff? Like kids bop, yeah. Kids bop. Like, mm-hmm. when I had my son and his little buddy over... She goes, listen, she goes, can you put on some music? I'm like, yeah. So I just put on some rock music. No, no, I'll, can we have that kid's bop? <laughs> can and you put on that kid's with bop? With a shaky hand. I was like, okay. <laughs> Horrible. So mm. no, I didn't like kids. There were some big stars in there, weren't there? Yeah, yeah. I have no idea who wasn't, they were. Uh, wasn't uh, uh, one of the stars, what's her name? Alyssa Milano, wasn't she on that? I can't remember if she was on that or the new Mickey Mouse Club. That was the, th- Britney Spears was on that and all uh, those, wasn't, Christina, uh, Aguilera. Christina Aguilera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never, I, the Mickey Mouse Club, well, the one I watched were, was the Net Funicello. I was going to say, you were in your mid-30s when oh, that was on. So. That doesn't mean anything. Shut <laughs> Shut that back up. Tell us about Nippon Safes Incorporated. I know nothing Aaron. about Nippon Safes Incorporated, <laughs> uh, but Dreamcatcher does, and if you want to, I, I will say, just looking at it, it looks pretty cool, doesn't it? It does. I, this is some sort of a point and click adventure game where you're you're doing various tasks and you're you're you you are uh, tasked with walking around various sites in Japan, I guess, and yeah. uh, and doing things. And boy, this is a uh, this is a really interesting looking game. Actually, uh, I dig anything set in Japan. I was going to so. say you could you could retrace your footsteps, man, in in uh, in a game like this. You're so lucky to have gotten to go to Japan. I am boat. very I, lucky. I remember seeing that video; it was really fun. But yeah, if, uh, you know, Dreamcat Dreamcatch always does good stuff, and he always finds the real unusual stuff. So mm-hmm. I recommend it. I recommend it. Have a look. Do you hear that coming down the tracks? Aaron? I do actually hear it. <laughs> oh my God, that's right. How bizarre! The gamble train has arrived. <laughs> it's passing through Hurricane as we speak. Where is the nearest? Oh yeah, the railroad tracks about a half mile. Did you just ask where the nearest railroad well, tracks I had, were? I was just thinking, is there one closer? But there's not. It's like it's a good. It's at least a half mile. Yeah, you there. can hear. No matter where you are in Hurricane, you can hear. Yeah. you can hear. It's the train. a train town, isn't it? It is. We used to have a train station and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a steam engine blew up right in the middle of downtown Hurricane. Really? Yep. On the tracks. I did not know uh-huh. that. Yeah. Little known fact. Mm. Well, this week, it's been a slow news week. The gamble train has been running slow. It's more of a leisurely journey uh, of the <laughs> gamble a, it's train a this week. Tour. Yeah, um, this is uh, on its way to Cass Scenic Railroad. The Amiga, uh, the uh, gamble train drops off this story. Ooh, there is an unreleased Amiga game that has just came to light. This comes to us from our buddy Neil over at Indie Renter News, who uh, has been off for some illness-related things, but I guess is in feeling better, so we're glad that he's back and and, and in good health and posting again. Um, This is World Warrior, uh, and this is a, it looks like a one-on-one fighter. Now, if you recall, Aaron, the um, subtitle to Street Fighter II, I believe, is The World Warrior, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm quite interested in seeing what this looks like. So, uh, this is a Saberman playthrough, and uh, as you can see, this is it looks like an unfinished When you uh, beat your game. twin, yeah. is what you get. This kind of reminds me, do you remember the the first Double Dragon game 
you could kind of face off in a in a fight mode Horrible. that's sort of like this. Yeah, um, but uh, these guys look pretty good though. Yeah, and, yeah. And you can tell it's not quite there uh, with the screen flashes and whatnot, but it, background looks nice. It looks pretty good, you know. Yeah. Of course, so, you got two guys. I want to. So, is this going to get a release mode or? Well, you know, that's. Uh, it says that the developer says that this game was basically created because it felt, uh, he felt unlike the awesome arcade and console versions, the Street Fighter II Amiga port was a total train wreck. We wow. can agree with that, right? He's really thinking outside the box <laughs> on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and so I guess that he, he, he wanted to create this uh, to, to make something better. But it looks like uh, that um, they, they're not going to finish it, oh, as bummer. far as we know. So. Still kind of neat. It yeah. looks pretty good. Yeah. looks pretty good. So, uh, and unfortunately, that brings us to the end of the Amiga news for this week. <laughs> that is our one and only story. Wow. Um, this you is going to be the shortest news I, I combed the internet. Um, and aside from up updates to uh, the various bootlocker programs and, uh, and other high-tech utilities that we don't know anything about, there was not much going on in the Amiga scene this week. So, well, hopeful that next week we'll be back with the nonstop well, Amiga news action. As spring rolls in, we really normally... The the, uh, the news starts winding down for the summer, uh, but so we'll we will see what happens. Uh, I, uh, I I looked around to see if there's any kind of action going on, or and also to look in to see what the latest on the whole controversial uh, Cloanto Hyperion thing was. Really, not again, not much movement. People were people are still mad, and that's about that's about the long short of it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, I guess there's nothing more to do than talk about this week's game, Aaron. Just, we got a five-minute pummel boat break. Let's talk about links, baby. <laughs> baby. <clears throat> now, I guess before we get into this, had, had you played links before? Never, never. Really? But you'd heard of it? I'd heard of it. Okay. People always speak fondly of it when they talk about their favorite Amiga golf I games. am surprised that you had not played this boat. So, links, the challenge of golf, which is, I like the title. <laughs> you know, it's, it's very regal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this debuted in uh, 1992 uh, and was uh, was stuck out there by Access. Now, we mentioned Access earlier. Uh, they did leaderboard and world-class leaderboard golf. They were the golf guys. Now, they did a couple games here, and I want to talk about one in particular. They also did Crime Wave. One is this the, like Crime Fighters, your old arcade machine? Crime Wave is this notoriously cheesy game. That has they used the real sound technology in it, and it's it's really one you have to kind of go look at yourself. But it, it was I, I remember the opening screen; it was real exciting, and then you, the game was horrible. So, but it, you know, I think some people like it, but not me. I can tell you that. <clears throat> uh, so, this is one of the few games you get to, you could have eight players boat, and which is a, that's a goodly sum. Yeah. Um, this runs on the you know ECS OCS, and what you've got here. Is your is your sort of like the upgraded version of world class leaderboard? Really, they didn't reinvent. I guess they sort of painted the wheel. They put better treads on the wheel. Well, I it's mean, basically you, the same wheel. You're not going to reinvent the game of golf, right? But I mean, this they, we both love world class leaderboard, right? So everyone loved it. It was literally the golf game that set the standard for how golf games would go, and to a certain degree, still are, right? World class leaderboard. Said, "Hey, we've got we've got the bones of a good game here. Now we need to doll this thing up, and doll they did. So um, this thing came out on a few different systems. I actually got to play a couple of these this week to uh, kind of get a feel for what it was like. Because I will say, 
I hadn't played the Amiga version of Lynx for a long time, and I was way more familiar with the DOS version. And so the the I will say there are some there are uh, is one startling difference between the two. Uh, of course, this was again released on the DOS, and this I didn't know this, but it also had a, uh, a Sega CD release. Bo, did Ooh, you know that? Might have to check that out. Yeah, it's I thought that was interesting. Um, now I think the uh, Amiga version. In fact, for everything I read, the Amiga version of this was based on the PC version. So is this came over? Yeah, it from was the ported from the PC version. And here we are in '92, where and. Because it, it was a time where that would never happen. But here we are, it's starting to, the VGA graphics and stuff, they're starting to port this stuff over. Um, so, what makes this game different than World Class Leaderboard? The graphics. Uh, the graphics in this thing are great. Uh, they use, on the Amiga, they use basically ham graphics, hold and modify graphics. Now, I am not a tech guy. Can you explain what that means? I can't. Okay. I can't explain. I know hand graphics were were a graphics, uh, they were a graphics uh, uh, format on the Amiga that was a nice, high quality graphic. I okay. I can't tell you. I know it stands for hold and modify. I can't give you any particular. Perfect. Um, what this does is when you when you start the game, of course, it, it's based the the bare bones part of this is pretty at the beginning. You pick, you can pick a guy. You can pick a course. Now, I heard you say that yours had, your copy of this had multiple courses. Mine had multiple courses. Now, could it have been, uh, you know, when they put the WHD version together, could they have just included the other courses on the, you know, as part of the package? Well, they Maybe did that release uh, expansions. I'm mm -hmm. just saying, and if it's there, it's there. Right. I didn't, my, the version I had was just, just the original course. Mm -hmm. um, the, uh, uh, so you can, you can pick your course, you can make a custom guy. When you make a custom guy, it's not that awesome. You don't get to do anything special. You sort of get to pick the color of your, what is that thing? Your tees yeah, or your whatever. Tees. Wait, well, do you know the little things that are yeah, near do you? Do you know what that means? Do I don't know, know what okay. those are. So on a golf course, the color of the tees mean how far back they are from the hole. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, but I mean, uh, the, so the special, those different colors meant that? Yeah, okay. so you're going to be the, the certain color tees, and it's different with every golf course, but you know, like the white tees are usually the farthest back. They're the pro tees. Mm, interesting. And yeah. I, I knew there was different tees at different levels, but I didn't know there was, the, there was a standardized color for it. Mm -hmm. So you get to pick that. And you can get to go through and pick clubs. And now I don't know if you did this. Uh, did you custom make a guy a boat guy? Uh, I did, I just put it in a name. I I didn't mess around with the club selection. Although I thought it was cool that you can choose like there are multiple even within the set of like driver. There's multiple drivers yeah. and stuff like, like that. Like you could have like it's like normally I'm used to like a. a, a uh, a three wood and a one wood mm -hmm. or whatever, and you've got your irons. And right. Blah, blah, blah. This one, you could have like some oddball. You could have a lofting wedge. Yeah. Um, and you can even go in and you can set your player's tendencies. So say you hit a fade in real life, uh, you can set your player to, to hit the same way you do. And the idea from reading the manual is that they wanted this to be a true golf simulation where you could actually use this to improve your real life game. Yeah, and you could even like, you can sort of adjust your... The, how where you hold the club mm -hmm. out? Oh yeah, you know tons of options. Yeah, I, I was I was surprised about that, yeah. some of that stuff. Uh, but you can when you make your guy, you name him, you pick your color, you pick your clubs. That's pretty much the extent of the customization of that. There's not much else there. There's no you don't get to pick what your guy looks like. For example, these are things that would come later, but they weren't in this. They didn't have them at this point. Um, you also have the option of practicing. Did you try practicing? I never practiced. I practiced just to see what it was. So you've got the choice of basically chipping and putting, mm -hmm. or 
uh, like a driving range, all right? And you could drive towards pins, and it would tell you how close you got. Uh, it was nothing. Uh, it was exactly what you thought it would be. They just took a little chunk of the game, and then that's your thing, and you yeah. can and you can just do it over and over. Um, so that was pretty much that. Uh, then you can get to the point where you actually uh, can go in and play the game. So the first thing you do is is uh, enter the guys who you want to be in the game. You can add as many as you want. I just played with one, and uh, it will give you a. Uh, uh, an option of picking a course. I only had the one course. You had a couple. So I picked the main course. And I w- it would load up. It would tell you, it would have a nice full-color picture mm-hmm. of the course with, mm-hmm. a, with, with like a, a paragraph talking about the course, which I thought was was nice. Yeah. And then it would give you an overhead map, a hand-drawn map of the course, uh, which was a pretty rough... I mean, you look at it, it's almost overwhelming because it's got all the holes. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's like an aerial map. Yeah, it's what you'd see if you got a scorecard playing real golf. That's right. And then, and then at that point, finally, it's time to play the game. Now, what's the first thing you noticed about this when you started it up? It, it's golf time. What happens? You're ready to play golf. What happens? I'm not sure what... I'll tell you what okay. happens. It says, drawing course. Oh, okay. And it says... Right. <laughs> It says, like, uh, uh, drawing extras. Blah, blah. Mm. And so, basically, you're sitting there looking at basically nothing for uh, uh, for however long it takes to load that I'd say it's hole. probably five to ten seconds. And it's, this is what... I'd say it's longer than that, in my opinion. I'd say it was at least at least ten, bare okay. minimum. And then, the, a lot of it depends on what you're playing. So, now, I played this on three different things. I, of course, I, played, I tried the PC version with... Uh, um, an emulator. I also played the Amiga version on my 1200, and then I played a, a simulated, um, an emulated Amiga with my Raspberry Pi that was simulating a 500. So I tried three different things. Uh, and guess what? The 1200 roll loaded quicker. I'd say the PC was somewhere in the middle. Now, uh, the first thing that struck me, because I remember this from playing it back in the day, is that on the PC version, it doesn't say like building this, drawing that. It just actually draws it, and it does it in kind of like layers. Right. It's really funky, isn't it, Bo? Mm-hmm. You've seen this before. Yeah, I've seen it both on the well, the leaderboard that I played on the real, real old PC, but also when I was playing some golf games on the Mac Plus. Yeah. It was the same. You draw the back layer first, and it kind of builds the scenery towards you. And then you. It, as it, it, it'll put like all the skeleton. Mm-hmm. Then it'll put like a different color. And then yeah. eventually, it's kind of neat. It gives you it something. Is. It gives you something it to look at. Something to do. Right. Uh, the Amiga version, it just says drawing this, drawing that, blah 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 blah. blah. Nothing to look at, and mm-hmm. then bam, it's pretty much it's there. there. Now, do you have a preference? Did you prefer the? I don't. I think I prefer the seeing it, but I don't think it really mattered. It was pretty similar time-wise. Yeah, I, I prefer seeing everything draw in just because it's better than looking at a screen full of text. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So, once this draws up, you're presented with uh, whatever, you know, whatever hole you started on. And uh, it's beautiful. It's really, uh, if you consider 92, this was like uh, shooting the moon in terms of graphics. It looks great. It looks realistic. They've got those real sound. Of course, on the Amiga, you've got real sound, but mm-hmm. it's basically it's exactly like the PC. You'll hear a bird, and you'll hear a, maybe a frog, and, and, and you'll and you know and and then you when you when you hit the ball, you hear the you will hear the club. Yep. you know it sounds mm-hmm. like it should. And then depending on what you do, your golfer will make a comment, uh, and including some of the comments you would come to love. From World Class Leaderboard, including I, I think I hit the tree, Jim, and this one he he talks to Jim as mm-hmm. opposed to you know 
but uh, uh, or like get there or get down yeah. or, like, or that looks good or oh crap mm-hmm. I'm in a bunker you know mm-hmm. whatever so there are, there are he does multiple little phrases one thing I noticed is that you can turn all that off you can turn off all the, the uh, ambient sound mm-hmm. you can turn off all the sayings uh, and which if I'll, I'll leave them on they're not I didn't think they got that old no, did you no um, so once you once you get to the point where you t- it's time to hit You've got the usual leaderboard options, right? Why don't you talk about how that works, both in terms of hitting the golf ball? So you can select this game again. I've never played a golf game with this many options. Um, you can select your club, which is not uncommon. Um, you can select your stance. You can select which foot is you know where. You can select your uh, your angle to the ball. You can select what um, position you take on the on the course. And once you've done all of those things, then you can swing. And the way that the swing meter works in this game is that you click the uh, the the thing and the the it's swing button the swing button on the screen. The red bar goes up. You click it, and then when it comes back down, you click it again. Uh, it's a departure from the vertical uh, swing meter on leaderboard golf. They mm-hmm. decided to go with, and I guess it makes sense because the arc of the swing is a circular motion. So, what I like about it is the first thing you do. The first thing I always do whenever I get to a shot is is take and set the shot up with my little uh, the little. There's a, when you move the mouse onto the actual physical screen. There's a little like marker that you can move mm-hmm. around that right. sets your shot. Yeah. It also tells you how far you are from wherever that marker's at. Yeah. Now it doesn't actually set your shot. You no, it see, doesn't set your shot, but it, it sets your aim for that shot. Right. That's it. Doesn't set like yeah. You have you're still in your own now. There are, there are like three levels of play in this. You've got your beginner, your amateur, and your pro, okay? Um, I, I started on amateur, but eventually I went down to beginner, and there was one big reason why. And the big reason is uh, distance. I can't even remember how far clubs go. And so if you're playing beginner, it will basically give, it will set the club up for you that will best suit the shot you've got. Now, that doesn't mean it's always right. I noticed that it would grossly underpower occasionally. Mm-hmm. Did you? Did you have? Did you, I don't know. If I never play played on beginner because the manual specifically says this mode is for children. Well, hey, <laughs> why guy guy goo goo? And now eventually, I printed the manual as you see it right here in front and of me. And also, the manual and, has the distances for all the clubs. Right. right there. That's so. If you've got that, you're okay. Mm-hmm. But since I am basically a child, I played on. I played on the lowest level a lot. Yeah, I stuck to amateur. Well, I'm okay. You're listen. You're a golfer, boat. I need help. So. Uh, the 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 little heads up display that you've got has a ton of info on it. You've got wind uh, direction and and you've got how hard the wind's blowing, and you've got all this other stuff in there. Distance from the pin, blah 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 blah. So it gives you, like Boat said, it's 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 full of of uh, awesome stuff. It also enables you to have an overhead look at the hole. It's in that hand drawn, you know, just like the overhead mega map. But this mm-hmm. is just singularly the hole. Uh, you can also shift your viewpoint. Now, <laughs> doing this requires you to redraw the screen. And so if you want to do that, you will, there's a little arrows that go. But did you ever do that, by the way? No. Where, yeah, you could rotate in place, which is oh, cool. Oh, yeah. But You're then you have to redraw right. the screen. Oh, I did that all the time. Yeah, you Because that's to. the only way you can set your shots Yeah, up. You, have to, you have to do that sometimes. Yeah. So sometimes you just got to sit to that thing loading up again, mm-hmm. you know. 
uh, but there's nothing you can do about it. You could, like I said, there's also you could set the your abilities to, uh, you know, how you're going to have your club set up, and you could also set like you can change shots for like your uh, your uh, for doing uh, uh, punch shots or mm -hmm. or whatever. If you're gonna, when you're chipping, yeah, there are several different ways you can hit each club. Yeah, especially when you like you said with a pitching wedge, you can adjust distances with the putter and stuff like that. You've also got your options on this screen, and which I'll get to options in a minute because there's some options that are key and options. So anyway, at, like Boat said, you hit the swing button, you you hold it to a certain point. You can also overswing, and you hit the ball. And then once you hit the ball, uh, you've got the option to have a replay come up. Mm -hmm. You can have a replay from your perspective, or you can have the replay from the reverse perspective. Now, uh, I liked PGA Golf Tour because it would give you that reverse perspective shot replay automatic, basically during the shot, mm -hmm. which was awesome, yeah. right? It's like watching TV. That's right. right. And you want that because mm -hmm. you can say, okay, here's where the ball lies. Right. This game provides the exact same shot with the caveat that you've got to render the shot, which mm -hmm. means you've got to stop. You've yeah. got to wait till the thing loads all the stuff back up, and, you, and then it happens. If right. you want to see it again, you got to do it again. Right. So that's kind of, but I mean, it's there. You know, did you use the replay that much? Not very much because of that very reason. Yeah, it's because we're impatient, yeah. jerk types. Yes. All right. So, so, so once you have your shot, aside from the replay stuff, it will give you a, a box pops up that gives you statistics, statistics about what happened, how far you hit it, how far you are from the pin, how long it stayed in the air. All right. It also gives you uh, um, a little helpful hand if you want it, and that's the mulligan option. Mm -hmm. Uh, the mulligan option I used so much that I had to go and turn it off because I couldn't help myself. <laughs> which we'll get to that in a minute. But the mulligan option lets you just basically take the shot over. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, yeah. when you do that uh, on your scorecard, after you finish a hole, your scorecard pops up with all whatever hole you're on. You know, just like a normal scorecard, and how many, how far, how many shots it took you, and how far under over par you are. It also keeps track of how many times you do a mulligan. Uh, if you uh, and so you're not off the you're not off the hook for if you if you're like look at this great score boat and it's like 27 mulligans right. boat knows that I was just sitting there you know Hitting ham and egg in yeah. it. Uh, also, if you it, once you get to the green, okay, and then it's just standard golf stuff. You hit down the drive, you hit down the fairway, you just try to stay in. You can go off. I didn't notice. I did not have personally the same encounters in this that I did in world class leaderboard with the trees. Being like the ball being right directly behind it, I know it can happen, but it what didn't seem as bad to me. Did you? Yeah, I never really. I I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. That didn't happen to me. Because when you in in world class leaderboard, you could get to the point where the ball was like I mean in a grove. Yeah. And you're boned. Well, you're, you basically yeah. You got to pitch out of right. there, and you're boned. Yeah. Um, that was so. This game, I think they eased off on that a little bit, and it could have been because they still want to render a bunch of trees. You never know. So eventually, you will chip your way or drive your way onto the green. All right, then you then you it's putting time, gang. Now, what did you think of the putting system in this, and what did you think of the overall? Did you, it, did it feel good to you? A fair system in the putting? You know, game? I've played a lot of golf games. I've played more golf games than any other sport game. Uh, yeah, I mean, just personally, I've played more golf games. This is probably the worst. It's probably the worst putting system I've, I've ever come across. And tell us why you don't like it. Um, because there's no there's no gauge to uh, you. You have your max distance on the putter, and you can trigger a uh, a green coming down, but you have no other kind of feelers on how to kind of manipul manipulate your shot to go where you need to go. 
Um, it's it's so bad that it it makes there are when I go into my critiques of the game, there are a couple things that just made this game a total non-starter for me. But the putting was the final nail in the coffin. The 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 game does allow that does have a grid that can come up. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I will say is once I turned on the grid for a shot, I couldn't find a way to turn it off. I guess it stays on until you take your mm-hmm. shot. Um, putting in this is difficult. I mean, it it, it is all feel. All right, there, and really, chipping is not easy either. Or you know, what I'm saying right, but with chipping, you, you it's it, it's a less exact art right. than putting. Right, but I mean, so. I, I thought chipping was also difficult. Mm-hmm. In fact, again, I thought chipping was harder than world class as well. Putting, I thought was is extremely hard. Uh, for me, the greens. The one thing about world class leaderboard, the greens, the the the, uh, the contours seem to easier to understand. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. Did you have? Is this a similar situation with you? Yeah. Now, uh, I went through and played. I only had the eighteen holes. I played. I went through and played ten games this mm-hmm. week, probably ten rounds. And putting was always the it, mulligan time because mm-hmm. I would get so mad. Right, and it's almost like they uh, they anticipate this because in the docks they're like, if you get close, just select the gimme option. Yes, I've never seen a golf game. First of all, with a gimme option, yeah, and two, where they actually suggest that you just take a gimme. I, I will say the I remembered the gimme option. I remembered a game had it, and when mm-hmm. I first got close to a hole to see it, I was like, bam, I knew it. Mm-hmm. The gimme option. And I took it every time, I might add, because then you get to that point where you're like, ting, 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 mm-hmm. ting, and all. You can easily overhit and oh, putt. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. when you overhit, it's gone. It's gone. You know, and it's it's a gutting feeling mm-hmm. to see that ball drive will go away. Yeah. So putting is the low point, I would say, in terms of the game. I, I like driving was, I liked most everything else in terms of what I did, but putting was tough. And I, again, uh, uh, I don't think the feel was there. And I, again, I don't like the meter. I don't like the way the meter is presented. Yeah. It's really tough you, you to guess. Really, you really need a different kind of meter when you're putting. And something yeah. else, I'll, and I'm going to go on record, and you, and you can tell me if this is a problem you had, is if I hit the ball at half on the putt and it sailed past, if I went like two pixels under it, mm-hmm. I would under hit. Right. It was, I mean, it's unbelievably yeah. delicate. Yeah. You know? um, you're, you're exactly right. Yeah, so... So once you sink the ball, uh, you go to your scorecard. It will tell you what you've shot. Rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. That's the game. Uh, the game features a lot of cool uh, digitized stuff that you would see on a golf course. Ball cleaners and golf carts mm-hmm. and clubhouses and poles and benches. You know, stuff like that that you would see. Uh, the graphics on this, like I said, are off the charts. They really are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that was the big appeal. Now, here's the... $10,000 question, Bo, and then you can go and just roll right into what you didn't like. Um, do you like this more than World Class Leaderboard? I mean, it, obviously it's prettier, but did you enjoy this? Does it play a better round of golf? No. Okay. Carry forth. What, go ahead with your gripe. So first of all, I'll tell you about what I like. The game is gorgeous. It's definitely the best looking golf game on the Amiga, bar none. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it is... The uh, it has the most options of any any golf game on any platform I've ever played. I'm sure that there are golf games like if you play some of the modern Tiger Woods golfs and things like that. I there, have. there probably <laughs> are options as deep as this, but nothing uh, nothing like this on a 16-bit or 18-bit platform for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from that, I really didn't enjoy anything about this game. Um, hmm. I, I thought that the the swing meter was bad 
they had a good thing going with leaderboard. They shouldn't <laughs> have screwed it up. Uh, number two, they printed the club distances in the manual. Okay, we're getting into the 90s here. You can put those distances in the game. You can put the max distance of the club right beside the club to give the player some chance to know, you know how far this goes without having to glance over at the book. It is funny. They've got all that information out there. Mm-hmm. And then the club distance, it can even recommend a club. And that was, I mean, I know you were making fun of me for playing the dork lowering version. But I mean, you got to, you know, it could tell. It, normally, if you're playing golf, you probably know what the clubs would do. Right. It would help if you, to help dummy to put that stuff well, up. Well, you know, if you're really trying to play this game well, you know, you want to use all the information available to you. Right. And um, the the swing meter, you know, I don't have any problem with a with a in a circle swing meter, but you need to make the circle bigger, and you need to be because otherwise, like you said, it just becomes a pixel hunt where you know it's going up so fast, and you can't really tell where you are on that meter. Um, it's it's really poor. It's really poor putting was an abomination <laughs> there I mean there was just there's no fun to be had putting I don't even know how you'd ever get good at it like you said it's all feel it's like well this feels okay and sometimes it was and sometimes it wouldn't yeah, be it is all feel um like I said it was such a huge step back from leaderboard where you really felt like you had some control plus they changed the meter in leaderboard to give you just a really long bar that takes up the whole side of the screen and you press down the space bar until you get to where you want to go then you let it go yeah um but I could forgive all of that stuff if it wasn't for the infuriatingly slow, long span of time between each and every shot. Um, you know, just waiting for the course to be drawn, waiting for everything to come up, taking the shot and then waiting again. And, you know, heaven forbid that you want to change where you're standing because you've got to wait again for that course. And this is one of those things where I read all these reviews on Lemon that were like, yeah, this is the thing that made me buy that bigger CPU so I can speed up the time. I was playing this emulated on a maxed out Amiga and I was still waiting forever. So I couldn't even imagine what this would be like on a 500. I mean, it must have just been such an excruciating experience. Um, You know, I always try and play these games uh, through the lens of somebody that, you know, what else was around on the platform at this time. And so I'm not going to compare this to what you and I both believe the Cadillac of golf games is, uh, the Turf Masters, Neo Turf Masters. Yes. Uh, you, you can't compare the two games. But, um, you know, they could have taken hints from similar games that were around on computers at the time. Like, for example... Why do I need to go to another menu to see the uh, an overall uh, or a top-down view of the course? And it takes a while for that to load right. too. Yeah. Why not put that in the in the upper left corner? Do an inset, you know, do a picture-in-picture thing. Um, there's something to be said for having the full expanse view, but make it an option. Say push I to see a map of the course, you know, and have it pop up or pop out. Um, really. Even when you go to that overhead map, sometimes it's still hard to see exactly where you're you're it's, pointing. It's, it's not. It's like looking at an overhead map of like of a state. You yeah, know, you're looking at it, it's like, well, I mean, I know where Sacramento, California is, and I'm in San <laughs> San Diego. But can I drive there? I don't know. Exactly. Man. Exactly. So I mean, this game, just like so many other Amiga games, it wins an A plus for graphics, and it wins kind of a C for gameplay. Hmm. I, I think I liked it more than you. Uh, but I, I, everything you said, I, I sort of have to agree with them in a lot of ways. You know, uh, 
One thing that we haven't touched on is, and both just touched on, the fact that you have to wait a long time to load. Um, you can actually tinker with 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 some things. You know, I, I couldn't. I'll, long story short, no option I set seemed to let the thing load quicker. Right. I tried. That was the first thing I was yeah. like, man, I'm going to set everything to minimum. I don't care. Yeah. Didn't help. Now I will say, I, I I did play this on the PC. I was emulating like a, I think I was like a 386 mm -hmm. DOS box, and uh, the load times are comparable. To be, I mean, honestly, and what mm -hmm. I, so here's what I'm going to say about that. Uh, I'm going to give that a pass in 2019, given the quality of what was going was being rendered. I think this thing was batting a little bit out of its league here. They were trying to give you. Uh, a futuristic golf game in the that, but it wasn't the future yet. You right. Know what I'm saying? I'll tell you graphically, this game looks just as good as the Golden T arcade machine I had. You it know, look, it looks of, pretty close. Yeah. yeah. And you know, if you think about, of course, we both like Neo Turf Masters, but I mean, Neo Turf Masters, it's the it's a much ridiculously simpler version of this, but it's the same exact gimmick. Right. You know, it's the exact. They just took this exact golfing uh, dynamic of the of the swing and just, but they what they what did they do that's different? They may obviously it loads quicker, but what they did was give you a better gauge, mm -hmm. you know, that and and uh, make it more intuitive, you know, because I mean, there's no overhead view or anything like that. Oh, you know, here's a, just another quick thing I just thought of. Even between shots, they you, they make you hit continue, you know, on that on that the, your little stat panel. It's just all these well, little things that, slow course, down the game. That's their. I think that's their so, to give you let you. There's options and stuff on there. I mean, I can see where they did it. Yeah, yeah, it does slow down the it's game. Just, it's just just one more thing. This is a game that you. It's just one of those leisure games. Now, one of the reasons I played this so much this week is because it's a nice, quiet game where you kick back, and if you're not in a hurry, you can sit down and play a round of this, and it and it runs okay. Now, on the 1200, it came up okay, mm -hmm. but uh, it was still. I mean, it, there's no getting around it. It's slow. They knew that when they made it. Uh, this game had hard drive installation support. You know, uh, if you think about a game like this running on your Amiga 1000, for example. It's actually quite remarkable, oh, sure. you know, that yeah. you were going to get this kind of action uh, coming over from the 256 uh, uh, color graphics on the VGA. One thing that we should mention that the course that comes with it's Tory Pines. Now, do you have? I know you don't watch any pro golf, do you? Oh, I watch golf all the time. Oh, do you? So, you're, are you familiar with that particular course? Tory Pines is in New York, isn't it? No, it's in. It's ironically, this is what made me think about. Or is it, it in, in DC? San Diego. It's in San Diego. So you can I have visit. No idea. You can actually you can play golf here if you want to because you're going to. San I'm going Diego. to San Diego. Yeah. Make sure you go out there and get some some pictures of you slowly hitting the ball. <laughs> <and we> can, <laughs> that was pretty cool. And uh, the course is written. Now, I did look at some of the other courses that were available. Uh, there's like there's, I think there's at least one other course in the. How many courses did you have? I had have? three. There uh -huh. was Bountiful, there was Firestone, and yeah. Torrey Pines. Now I looked at a few of these uh, on the PC version, and they looked pretty good. They were and they were different. And there's even like the PC version has this like whimsical, wacky world game. I version. like that. Yeah, that, give me is, whimsical, wacky world kinda, any day. Kind of, it's kind of neat. So, you know, while we're talking about links, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, the people that made it access. Now, uh, <laughs> you wouldn't believe how many Lynx games were released. I looked at this list here, and it literally blew my mind. They wrung the towel dry on They did. One. Now, Access Software was purchased by Microsoft Game Studios. Did you know that? No. They, they acquired them because... Oh, you know what? Actually, that does kind of ring a bell because I remember seeing Lynx marketed. I think there were certain packages you could buy of Windows that included Lynx. Yeah, it, well, it, Lynx ran from uh, from 90, when the original came out, to 2003. And uh, 
the Xbox, and I'm going to try this. There's an Xbox version of Lynx, Lynx 2004, which it was released in 2003. Um, the uh, uh, the funny thing is, it's not that funny, but Microsoft bought them, used them, and eventually changed the name, and then they were gone. Mm. Now, get this. Many members of the development team work for True Golf, a golf simulator company based out of uh, Centerville, Utah. Now, True Golf, I believe they make those big screen... Where you can actually pick up a club and drive. Oh yeah, the I think uh, those, those guys are in the. Have you, you done that before? I've seen them. I've never. Oh, I've never, it's I'm, very cool. I've have, done oh, it you've done yeah. it. Uh, I've played. I've played all kinds of different golf wackiness. So, uh, this game actually won some awards. It was very popular. And this game and Links 386, the PC version, the sequel to this, was uh, regarded as one of the games that moved to PCs, like the purchase of mm-hmm. them in a big way because people were trying to. Upgrade their systems. I was going to say, did they? It was actually called Lynx 386, yeah, wasn't it? It absolutely yeah. was. Uh, and but they were looking to, for people to up, upgrade their systems, and you know, to make to, to uh, make this load quicker. Which you can understand that, you know, given the situation. So, um, I'm going to sit though with you on this one, and mo- for the most part, I, I, I'm not as harsh on it as you. I think it still plays a pretty decent game of golf. But you've got to be willing to put up with the little the, with the loads, obviously, and the and the putting is a real trial. And, yeah. and and so don't turn that mulligan button off. It's my advice. I wouldn't be I wouldn't have been so hard on it if this wasn't the same team that made leaderboard. Well, you know, I, anytime you take a step backwards in terms of playability, it's a bad move. Yeah, I know. I know you're saying. Um, so this game won awards, Action Game of the Year in '91, which is pretty good. Uh, it got pretty good reviews. Uh, uh, if I may, Lim, the Lemon Folk uh, gave it a 7.79. Where would, if you were given a one to ten vote, I know we don't do reviews, but where would you would you put this as high as 7.79? I do a review every week. Would you put this in the same ballpark as 7.79? Don't be, get combative. I'd, I'd be I'd be I'd be a low seven. Look, really? Okay, yeah. so you're sort of yeah. in the same ballpark. Yeah. Um, the Amiga uh, magazine cruise, the Amiga actually gave it an 81. Uh, then they went back and revised that to a 77, as they were wanting they do. to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amiga Computing, Christmas of 93, gave this a 40%. Holy cow. They don't have any patience over an Amiga Computing. Amiga Plus, it's a, that's a 93. Amiga so Force, mm. which I feel like that we should have like superhero outfits, and we could be the Amiga Force. Yeah, I feel like you're the Amiga Force all by yourself. Just me? Yeah, I'm like... Uh, you could be like the Professor X. Right. You know, And I'll be the blind guy that he mocks. Um, Amiga Force gave this a 75. Amiga Format gave it a 92. Amiga Power, 70%. And the one, February 94, they weren't having it. <laughs> 23 big percent. So Ooh. This, this thing's all over the map in Ooh. terms of score. Well, let me tell you some of the uh, thoughts of our uh, Amigos uh, Retro Gaming Discord yes. community members. Uh, Chris Folds says... Has the potential to be the second best golf game on the platform. PGA is better. Mm. Great graphics and a and detail and a detail freak's dream of stats and figures. However, unless you have a Super Amiga, which let's face it, most people didn't back when the game came out, it is unplayably slow. So I will give it two scores. Three out of ten on a stock Amiga, seven out of ten on a turbo Amiga on FSUAE. Yeah. 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 Uh Graham Vebke tunes in from Australia and says 
quite possibly the best golfing game on the Amiga. Even on OCS, the presentation is impressive with only the Torrey Pines South Course. The game does suffer from frame rate issues on the A500, but that doesn't detract from the golfing experience, which is very good with the controls, and there are two or more courses available to add on. Eight out of ten. So Graham liked it. Mm-hmm. He liked He's it. a patient man. Leif Kellan really liked it. Our boy in Norway, he says, easily the best golf game on the Amiga, and only substantially improved upon with the release of the criminally underrated Front Page Sports Golf by Sierra in 1997. We'll have to check that one out. That was on the was that on the Amiga 97? I don't know. He doesn't say. Really? He says uh, it demonstrates what OCS is truly capable of with its use of ham mode in game. And while obviously dated today, it really was the crisis of its day. Performs admirably on the Amiga, but benefits greatly from a fast CPU. Nine out of ten. And finally, Pixels at Dawn from Merry Old England. He says. A competent golf game with tons of technical detail, excellent ball physics, and some of the best graphics in the genre on the Amiga. Unfortunately, the redraw speed, even on the 1200, is comparable to leaderboard on the Spectrum, which sucks the life out of the game. It criminally only ships with one course, and it just doesn't have the personality of PGA Tour Golf. Six out of ten. Now, while we're on the subject, before we move on, do you, what do you prefer? You, you, you liked PGA. You like it better? I'm assuming you would. Yeah. 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 I, it's a faster moving PGA, game. PGA, it, it, it's easier to stay awake, mm-hmm. you know. But again, it, this game is one of those games that suffers just by the sheer age of it and, and what they were trying to accomplish. Because yeah. I do remember when this came out, like you said, it was a crisis of the day. It was quite a wonder. It was mm-hmm. quite a wonder back in those days. How's this? What's this going for on eBay these days, Aaron? Um, you know, not much. There were no bo- there were no boxes in the states. I was surprised by that. In the UK, eight or nine bucks will get you a box copy. Easy money. So, not too bad. But, you know, sports games generally don't hold their value yeah. very well. There's there's know? only a few exceptions. Um, well, Aaron, it's time for mailbag. Oh, okay. All I right. Go ahead, mail. Yeah. So, uh, this comes in to Amigo Studios. All right. From Montreal. Oh. Ha, ha, ha. Do they like that? They love it. They love it when you mock their accent. What if they do? They say, <laughs> you're like, hey, look, let's go watch your Mermigos. You think, what would you say if you heard that? They probably would be appalled by that. That's true. Although I, I hear that every time I listen to myself I speak. So. I know. Um, so Laurent has sent us 8-Bit Magazine. If oh. ever there was a magazine that I would want... Have, we ever heard, have you magazine. heard of this? This is issue six. I've not heard of this. It comes in a very nice size, too. Um, digest version. Yeah, digest version. Um, this has got a huge picture of the Spectrum on the cover and Leisure Suit Larry. So <laughs> you can't go wrong with that combo. Um, you know, I've, I, I cheated, and I looked a little bit through this before you got here. There are some awesome tips on repairing various platforms. You full need that. color. Yeah. Is there anything on the Spectrum in there? Yeah, there is. There, there is. There you go. Uh, there's a full color. This is a full color well, rag. That is, that is nice, um, isn't it? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's not got the glossy paper, but, you know, like I said, in a digest version, sometimes you just want something that you can put in a pocket or, you know, a little little bag easily. And uh, just it's chock full of reviews. I can't re- wait to read the, the thing on the BBC Micro. Um, this is uh, published by, maybe it's just published by 
the 8-Bit Team. So uh, this is, uh, you can go to 8bitmagazine.com for more information. Oh, John Cavanaugh is the editor of this. He was the um, founder, no, that was Chris Cavanaugh, was the founder of Classic Gamer Magazine, which was another zine from back in the day. But uh, but yeah. Like this that. Is, yeah, this is, this is, this, this is. I can't wait to read this thing cover to cover. And Thank you so much, Laurent. Actually, I've never—it's funny—I've never heard of that one. I've yeah. never heard of that magazine. Now, where is this out of? But let me look at that. Okay. Is this out of Canada? Or is this out of Europe? My guess is that this this comes from England somewhere because of just the. Uh, well, let's look at that. Like that ad on the back. Is that? Oh, I don't know. That's some kind of. <laughs> that, that doesn't tell us much. You're of probably anything. right. It probably does come out of the U. Everything comes out of there. They're, yeah. they're going crazy over there. Um, it's an ape. It's an, uh, oh, here we go. Ireland. Ireland. Contact details Ireland. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Look at that. You were right down the street from where they printed this bag. Probably boy. so. I'm surprised they didn't have any of these. Maybe they had some at Amiga Ireland. And I just I just missed them. So. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you, Thank you. Thank Laurel. you. Took care of us on that one. That will be fun to read. Aaron, it's been a whole month, and we have not gotten any iTunes reviews. Oh, man. Man. You know, there's no greater Ballywick that I have, and I'm sure I'm using that word correctly, than the lack of iTunes reviews. It really, you take it as a personal affront. It's a bugaboo as is well. It? Wow. Um, so guys, if you haven't yet, please leave us an iTunes review. It would really help us out. Um, you know, people, uh, people find us because of the number of reviews that we have on podcast platforms. And um, if you listen to us on another platform that has reviews, leave us a review there. We'd love to have it. And write us to let us know because um, it's not, I get like a little email that tells me when I get, when we get new iTunes reviews, but I don't know of a service like if Spotify has reviews or stuff. Drop me a line at uh, john at amigospodcast.com and let me know if you've written us a review. Um, and, uh, you know, that's the number one way that we get we get discovered out there. Plus, if we don't get an iTunes review in a month, boat beats me. That's true. That's true. With mm. that huge Mac, that huge Power Mac G4 that's right beside you. Um, last week, Aaron the uh, Patreon song challenge. Yes. So oh, Lord. Yes. As, as you know, if this is your first Amigos episode, uh, every week I sing the names of our Patreon supporters. Um, and uh, last week the uh, song was My Heart Will Go On from the film Titanic. Yeah, you were quite the character last week. You know, sadly, by the way, I own the soundtrack to that. Do you really? I saw the film in the theater and went home and bought the soundtrack. Wow. I, and I hate it. It's a horrible <laughs> soundtrack. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> One of these days, I'll watch Titanic. I've heard it's very good. Eh, you got plenty more on your plate before you get to Titanic. We had tons. This is the all-time most uh, guest title. Um, Tapes from the Crypt, got it right. Pixels at Dawn, Jost 80, Gary Hucker, Ricky DeRocher, Terry Howard, Edvin Heland, Barkbit, Caro Lawnonen, Lawnonen. Boy, Beaver, because of Preacher, you're in trouble. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That'll shut down the whole song. Jason Warns, and even some people wrote in with little messages on their guests. Pack Bi- Billy, he says, I have to say there's not much in this world that I dislike more than her version of this song. I'd exponentially rather listen to you sing the credits than to hear her version. You ready to go work Vegas like she did for all those years? Oh, I'd love to work Vegas. Oh, my God. I'm telling you. I don't see that happening. Matthew Perron says, since Celine is from Quebec, I just called her and made her listen to the episode, and she'll be in touch real soon for a duo with you. No, her lawyers are calling. (laughs) So, if you know this week's um, 
song, then you can send me an email at john at amigospodcast.com with your guess. And if it's correct, then you will be included among the elite winners on next week's show. <clears throat> oh, God. Here we go. Lobsterminator Craig McClellan, 10 Minute Amiga, Retrocast Counting, Virtual Sheep, Bernard Quinn, Retro Man, Cave Tim Drew, Daniel Williams, Simon Rose, Joseph Harrison, Kyle Letter, Rob O'Hara, Howard Nibs, Matthew Laramore, Andy Craig, Sean So, Darren Lowe, Max Collin, 419 Barkbit, Roland Burke, Andrew Monks, Joe the Zombie. Second verse, same as the first. John Cook, Dan Ross, Leaf, Kellon, Alan Kebab, Chicote, Levelord, John Marshall, Matthew Perron, Ricky DeRosha, Creepy Dead Boy, Figgy, CTZ, The Slow North, Stefan Sorgard, Hortonson, Evan Helen, Belinda 75, Christopher Hassel, Ravi Abbott, Chris Folds, Dreamcatcher, Lauren Giroud, Graham Vebkey, Brent Dowdy, Lane Denson, Adam Battersby, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Gary Hucker, C. Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, <laughs> Duncan Styles, Alan Kebab, Anthony Jarvis Tapes from the Crib, Josh Dan, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rulo, THT, Eric Nelson, Kim, Tommy Humberstad, Daniel Bingston, Brutal Barracuda, Darren Coles, Jason Warren's Pixels at Don Kjolbjorn Barman. Yeah, I knew that one. I knew you knew it. This one, I have a feeling, is going to be one of those ones that I knew you'd know, but I don't know how many of them out there in oh, the know. will know it. They know. So Another classic butchered. <laughs> Aaron, next week, we're going to shift gears completely. We're going to turn away from the golf course. We'll pull away from the country club, and we're going back in time. Back to prehistoric man, Aaron. Next week, we're going to be doing Chuck Rock 2, Son of Chuck. Chuck. All right. (laughs) Uh, This one I know. Finally, we're back in. Uh, I just want to take a second to thank all of you fine folks who are watching us live on YouTube right now. Uh, Pixels at Dawn, Duncan Styles, Andy Davis, Edvin Helen, Retro Man Cave. Uh, let's see who else is here. Ravi Abbott, Neville Overman, uh, Stefano Pavone, Treyguard1982. Everybody out there that's uh, tuned in that makes us part of your, uh, you know, you schedule time to watch us live. Thank you so much. That means a lot to us. I love looking over there and seeing the chat popping off. Kind of bizarre. Really. Yeah. Uh, we normally tape the show every Friday at 5.30. Today we're taping a little early on Thursday because I'm going out of town this weekend. But we will be back with a vengeance next week with another episode of Amigos. And uh, until then, everybody keep playing the Amiga. We'll see you next time. Adios. Adios.